right, Saturday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Welcome, Christian Television Network, to the platform. Just 56 minutes of fury. Nice, short little show tonight. High intensity, but a short show. Want to say hi to a couple guys real quick tonight. Want to say hey to Dean, and I want to say hey to Stephen in the Iowa State pen. Love you guys. Appreciate you watching. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed in Jesus' Mighty name, everybody watching, be blessed in Jesus' name. But we're going to break down and look at the truth tonight. Don't be afraid of it. Go to the first one for me, Will. Jack Posobiec tweet, Derek Chauvin did not uh, did not murder George Floyd. Now, who's been saying that over the last, I don't know how long ago it was, <laughs> since June of uh, 2020 was when the protests were, so somewhere in that neighborhood. So for the past three-plus years, almost 43 months of 15 days, flatten the curve, I've been telling you that Derek Chauvin did not murder George Floyd. Floyd, as a cop myself, 25 years in law enforcement, 1992 to 2017, it was not the best handled arrest. There's definitely room for improvement in the arrest, but Derek Chauvin did not murder George Floyd. So if Derek Chauvin did not murder George Floyd, why is he in prison for, for, a, couple de, for a couple counts of second-degree murder? Uh, well, a couple counts of murder. Second-degree murder, third-degree murder, first-degree manslaughter. Why is he in regards to duplicitous charges as usual? When you're dealing with Keith Ellis and the rest of the criminal justice system inside the state of Minnesota, however, he did not murder George Floyd. It's over. It didn't happen. Here is the here is the coroner's report. We're going to go deep into this now. If this bores you, I don't know what to tell you, but you should be very concerned about our judicial system inside the United States of America, our court system inside the United States of America. As I've outlined many times on this show, there are areas of this country that you cannot get a fair trial, and what they are doing is hauling us, hauling right-wingers into blue jurisdictions where you have absolutely no chance of a fair trial. Then you've got all the left-wing political pundits saying, oh, look, he was tried uh, using a jury of his peers. What, what peers are there? What peers were there for Derek Chauvin? What peers are there for Donald Trump in Atlanta? What peers are there for Steve Bannon in Connecticut and Austin, Texas? What, what peers are there for uh, Steve Bannon in, uh, in D.C., in uh, Peter Navarro in D.C., Michael Flynn in D.C.? What, what peers are there? There aren't any. That, then that's exactly what happened to Derek Chauvin here. It's all politically motivated. This is the coroner's report. This is the coroner's report or whatever you want to call it, medical examiner's report. That's what we call it in the state of Florida. No life-threatening injuries identified. Then how could he be in prison for murder? You're like, well, George Floyd's dead. That doesn't mean Derek Chauvin killed him. In order for Derek Chauvin to be in prison for the death of George Floyd, there would have to be life-threatening injuries inflicted by Derek Chauvin. Look at the bottom. Fentanyl was the cause of death. Blood and drug, novel, uh, psychoactive substances and screens. Fentanyl was one, and then there was another fentanyl under that fentanyl. I couldn't fit it all into the screen. So in order for Derek Chauvin to have committed murder, it would have to be asphyxiation. No facial, oral, mucusal, or conjunctival, uh, I don't even know what that word is, uh, petechiae. No injuries or interior muscles of neck, or I don't know what the next word is, structures. So there it is. No injuries to the neck, no asphyxiation. You're like, well, there still could be, even if he didn't, if there wasn't any injuries on the neck, he still could have asphyxiated George Floyd to death, which is what most people thought that he did, right? No, no, no. 
George Floyd had, the, had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream. You're like, Tom, you've talked about this 40 times. I know this is just coming out now. People are just catching up with this podcast now. I've already talked about this for two plus years. But if the people are just talking, well, no, it's three years. Three yeah. years. Yeah. This happened in 2020, right, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been talking about this for three years. <laughs> the coroner report came out right away. You're like, well, it's just because there was no injuries to the neck doesn't mean that he couldn't have asphyxiated. Well, the problem is, is that if you read the coroner's report, he had a 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs at the moment of death. 95% oxygenation rate at the moment of death, which means that's what you have right now. That means he wasn't asphyxiated. So how did Derek Chauvin kill him then? There was no asphyxiation, no injuries to the neck. He didn't die of a broken neck. He didn't die of asphyxiation. Then how in the world did Derek Chauvin kill him? He didn't. Derek Chauvin had to be found guilty for political purposes so that, so that Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul wouldn't erupt in political tension. You don't put people in prison for 22 freaking years. By the way, the state sentencing guidelines were 11 years. He is supposed to get 11 years for what he did if he found him guilty of crimes he didn't commit. But even with that, he was supposed to get 11 years, not 22. You got 22 years because they were afraid of the political consequences of not giving him 22 years. He was found guilty because of the political consequences of, not, of finding him not guilty. You don't find people guilty because you're afraid people will ride if you don't. And that's exactly what has happened here. Exactly what's happening to Donald Trump, exactly what happened uh, to, to General Flynn, it's exactly what happened to Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, the raids on Rudy Giuliani, the raids on pro-lifers, the arrests of pro-lifers, the raids on Rudy Giuliani in his, in his home, the raid on Project Veritas. It's all lies. And that's, all, that's exactly what's happening here. Derek Chauvin could not have possibly committed murder if there's a 95% oxygenation rate in George Floyd's lungs at the time of death because in order for Derek Chauvin to have killed him, it'd have to be asphyxiation or a broken neck. But there's also no injuries to his neck. So how did he kill him? Look at the giant red circle. Fentanyl is how he died. Three times the lethal amount in his body causes coronary system to shut down. That is what happened. Derek Chauvin is innocent, and he must be set free. But if you do set him free, then there's going to be rights. That should never be taken into consideration. Would you want it to be taken into consideration if it was you and your life was on the line for some crime you didn't commit? What about the political ramifications of finding you innocent of the crimes you didn't commit? Would you want your trial to be handled that way? Absolutely not. So here's the article on it, post-millennial. It's a little lengthy. Stay with me. That's not up yet, Will. Don't need that yet. Thank you. The post-millennial article from 1020. The case surrounding George Floyd has taken another shocking turn. A sworn testimony reveals. See, what's happening right now inside of this jurisdiction is there's a lawsuit from one attorney onto another. There's one attorney suing another one, all from, from the state prosecutors. The case surrounding George Floyd's taking another shocking turn as sworn testimony reveals, reveals that not only was there immense pressure, pressure on prosecutors to charge Derek Chauvin during the George Floyd case. There should never be pressure. Who was, what would be the pressure? The pressure would be political pressure. That should never happen during a criminal case. Political pressure would have to do with debates, tax policy, and foreign policy, not prosecutions. Should be nothing to do with prosecutions. None. There should be no pressure on prosecutors to prosecute because of the political political ramifications of not prosecuting. 
But that, but that the county's medical examiner also stated that there were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. Then how is Derek, Derek Chauvin is in prison for strangling George Floyd to death with no evidence of strangulation. Think of that. Think about it, you're Derek Chauvin or his family. And by the way, the other cops are in prison too. Yeah. This, su- this summer, hundreds of pages of sworn testimony from Henneman County, that's Minneapolis, St. Paul, attorneys and county employees involved in the case of George Floyd revealed the extreme pressure prosecutors faced in Henneman County to charge Derek Chauvin and three other Man- Minneapolis police officers for the death of George Floyd. Per Alpha News, multiple employees of the Hennepin County Attorney's Office, including a prosecutor for the case, withdrew after stating that the pressure to charge the other three officers involved violating professional and ethical rules. Yeah, you know what? You know it's violating an ethical rule? Charging for somebody for, strang- strang- for strangling somebody to death when there's no evidence of strangulation. Yeah. That would violate ethical rules, wouldn't it? It would, it would violate ethical, rule, ethical rules if you're, gonna vi- if you're going to charge somebody with asphyxiating somebody to death with no evidence of asphyxiation, and who's saying there's no evidence? Uh, just the coroner. You're like, Tom, this is, it, it's that corrupt? Yes, it's that corrupt. It is that corrupt. Our country is in that much danger. That is correct. Tom, you know what? You're supposed to be a pastor of a church, sitting in a church right now, and you're talking like this. Yeah, you know what? I believe the Bible addresses lawlessness, does it not? As a, as a symptom of the end times. That's what we have here. Got to put somebody in prison for this. No, you don't. You put people in prisons for crimes. Not because of political ramifications or, not, or, or non-political ramifications. You put them in, in prison because there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt that they committed a crime. This, this information has come out still in the post-millennial millennial article. This information has come out after being included in a sex discrimination complaint filed by former Hennepin County Prosecutor Amy Sweezy, one of the office's top prosecutors against County Attorney Mike Freeman. In the 2022 complaint, she alleges that she disagreed with County Attorney, whenever I say CA for now and it's County Attorney, about the charging in a case stating that she believed they violated professional and ethical rules. She ultimately withdrew from the case, further further claiming that three other male assistant attorneys also disagreed with Freeman and refused to work on the case. After the disagreement, Sweezy alleged that the county attorney engaged in discrimination and reprisal against me, which included, but was not limited to ostracizing me because she didn't charge Derek Derek Chauvin with with asphyxiating George Floyd to death when there's no evidence of asphyxiation. What a horrible thing she did. She She wouldn't try Derek Chauvin for strangling George Floyd to death with no evidence of strangulation. She wouldn't do that. How horrible. So she's ostracized. Treating me with hostility, removing job duties, and refusing to assign me to the role for which I was trained. The attorney for former Minneapolis police officers, Thal Kueg, tied Sweeney's statement to to the George Floyd case, writing that on May 20th, 2022, a complaint with public uh, with went to public relating to the Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman harassing and re- retaliating against prosecuting attorney Amy Sweezy after she disagreed for wanting to charge uh, Mr. Tao, Mr. Lane, and Mr. Kueg for their involvement per Alpha News. Hennepin County has since settled with Sweezy, agreeing to pay her almost two hundred thousand dollars, one hundred ninety thousand dollars. Further documents reveal. 
The senior assistant county attorney, Patrick Lofton, who worked alongside Sweezy, stated that the relationship between Sweezy and Freeman soured after Lofton and Sweezy withdrew from the officer's case formally on June 3rd, 2020, per Alpha News. During a June 6th deposition, Lofton went on to discuss the extreme premium pressure. That's a quote. Extreme premium pressure prosecutors were under to charge Derek Chauvin and other officers involved since the city was burning down. So you're going to charge them because the city's burning. And you don't charge people because the city might burn down or the city does burn down. You're like, yes, you do, Tom. You have to do it. No, you don't. You charge because there's probable cause somebody committed a crime. If there's no evidence uh, evidence of asphyxiation, no evidence of strangulation, no injury to the neck, then what are you charging Derek Chauvin for? Because the city's being burned down by lawless, asinine idiots. That's what Derek Chauvin is in prison for 22 years because asinine idiots are burning down Minneapolis. And, being, and their bail being paid for by the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is being funded by Kamala Harris. That's who these horrible, demonic people are. This is not right versus left, Republican versus Democrat. This is God versus the devil. The Holy Ghost versus the Antichrist spirit. During Sweezy's deposition, she went on to discuss a conversation she had with Henneman County Medical Examiner Dr. Andrew Baker the day after Floyd's death. According to Sweezy, after performing an autopsy on Floyd, Baker stated, get ready, this is the medical examiner. This is the coroner. Dr. Baker. Dr. Baker stated, there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. That's what the doctor said per the transcript. Put it up for me, Will. Here's that pic. Just to show it to you, here's the doc, Dr. Baker. If he if he said he would do it or not, but he did do it. He called me later in the day on that Tuesday. This is Amy Sweezy talking, the prosecutor. Later, later in the day on that Tuesday, and he told me that there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. Then what on earth is he in prison for? Because George Floyd died. He doesn't go to prison because George Floyd died. He goes to prison because he killed George Floyd. If there's no evidence of of asphyxiation, which means he had a 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs at the time of death, if there's no evidence of asphyxiation, no evidence of a broken neck, then George Floyd died of something else other than Derek Chauvin. Isn't that correct? How else did he die? Uh, that would be the three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream at the time of death. At the time of death, we had 95% oxygenation. He had three times the amount, lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream. And the man's sitting in prison for 22 years. Is there, he needs to, this needs to be appealed all the way to Supreme Court, and people need to have the courage. But if you, if, if you exonerate him, if you overturn his sentence, if you overturn his verdict, then Minneapolis is going to be burned down by asinine idiots. It's going to burn down anyway. It's like Kenosha burned down with their asinine idiots. Well, what about all the other cities that burned down? Seattle, Portland, all the rest of them that burned down in their different, you know, their autonomous zones and everything else. Remember that? What did that have to do with anything? What, what crime did somebody commit to instigate any of those actions? Nothing. They're asinine idiots. They're going to do it anyway. Just like the asinine idiots are going to put the mask on going to stand six feet apart, going to buy their electric vehicles, going to pretend like they're saving the earth by driving around an electric vehicle that's charged using fossil fuels. 
Your asinine idiots are going to do what asinine idiots do. You got to have the courage to stand in the truth. You have to have the courage and do what's correct. Is there proof beyond a reasonable doubt that he killed George Floyd? There's no proof at all. There's no evidence at all that he killed George Floyd. Not, we don't even get into the realm of probable cause here, let alone proof beyond a reasonable doubt. He did not kill George Floyd. It's over. It's done. The medical examiner said it. It's over. It's over. All right, let me move on because I go on all night about it on court structures and everything else. Basically, you have absolutely no chance. I just want to show you this. You guys can just actually, you know, play it for him. We're going to play it for a minute. I want to, I want you to hear it. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez video. This is in New York City because if you're wondering, how many Hamas lovers do we have inside America? Tom, there's a difference between loving Palestine and loving Hamas. Let me ask you a question. Why is it that they never call for a ceasefire when Hamas is attacking Israel? You ever notice that? Everybody wants a ceasefire after Hamas has killed 1,300 Israelis and Americans, taken 200 hostages. Then they want a ceasefire as Israel levels the Gaza Strip. Then they all want a ceasefire. AOC wants a ceasefire. Ilhan Omar wants a ceasefire. I don't know, Presley wants a ceasefire. Rashida Tlaib wants to gaslight and Goebbels propagandize everything, and then she wants a ceasefire. Why is it that they didn't call for a ceasefire before? What, what, you think they would have called for a ceasefire if Hamas has continued those attacks where they killed 1,300 Americans, 1,300 primarily Israelis, but 31 Americans? Do they would have called for a ceasefire if Hamas was continuing those attacks? No, never have before. But suddenly, you know, suddenly when Israel is getting its due vengeance, then they're calling for a ceasefire. But I just wanted to show you this. And notice all the masked asinine idiots in this picture because it's all the exact same agenda. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. Controlled by them. Controlled by tyranny. That is the agenda. That, that, and there's many tactics to that agenda. Global, global terrorism is one of them. Pandemics is another. Global responses to pandemics is another. Gun grabbing is another. Transgenderism is another. CBDC is another. Mass lawlessness and mass crime is another. All to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. Right out of the book of Revelation chapter 13 and 14. That's the point of all of it. And you see all the idiots in the crowd with their masks on. 43 months into 15 days to flatten the curve and the asinine idiots still have their masks on. So here they are uh, uh, protesting Israel, protesting, chanting uh, from the river to the sea, which means basically from the river to the sea means Jordan to the sea, which means eliminate Israel. Palestine will be free. I don't know if they're saying that in this video or not, but that's what they're always chanting. But I wanted to show you the volume of Hamas supporting people or American citizens, whatever they are inside of America. Play it for me, Will. this thing goes i mean it just goes on we have a loop so you're seeing the same ones over and over again but just look in the crowd there you can see all the masked idiots here she comes with her here we are in the middle of the night with a masked idiot with her sunglasses on right there i mean over and over it's because it's just the people who mask will love hamas people who love hamas love vaccines people who love vaccines love the transgender agenda people who love the transgender agenda love the climate change agenda because it's all the exact same agenda with different tactics but i just wanted to show you that look at the numbers of Hamas supporting Americans 
or anti-Israel Americans, and this is who's flooding the southern border right now. 140-something countries have flooded through the border. Many, 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 many thousands from the Middle East, many from China, many from our adversaries. Joe Biden is allowing them to flood into the country, probably many of them walking down the street with their masks on right here. It's all the same agenda. I just wanted to show you that. Right, let's go to the next one, Will. Gunther Eagleman video. I just wanted to show you. Here's somebody, to this person elected to public office, Ilan Omar, inside of America. Play for me. I want to say how insane and painful and scary it is to work and serve in a space where we have a, a member in our caucus say all Muslims are responsible for this and not a single condemnation comes from our caucus leadership or any member of Congress. How is it? How is it that we are serving in a body? Serving in a body where there are members who condemn us for asking for peace, for ceasefire. The most simplest. Because you never asked for a ceasefire or for peace when Hamas is attacking Israel. That's why. Because nobody in the Islamic community asked for Hamas to stop attacking Israel. Ask anybody who's of the Islamic faith, do you want Israel to survive? Do you want Israel to exist? Ask them point blank. Ask them. It really, I mean, it really does. It really is as simple as that. Ask them to their face. Do you want a free and existing Israel? Islamic person, do you or do you not? You tell you, Tommy, you saying there's zero that do? Uh, there's hardly any, because where is the Islamic community ever coming out and telling Hamas to stop attacking Israel? They don't. Ilan Omar only wants a ceasefire after she's got her pound of flesh, because she's pro Hamas, she's pro Islamic terrorism. She shouldn't even be in this country. She's here illegally lied on all her immigration paperwork, saying that she was married to a man who was actually her brother. <laughs> she shouldn't be here. She was married to her brother. That's an absolute fact. It's not a birther thing. It's not a, it's not a conspiracy theory. She was married to her bro brother. She lied to get in the country. She should be kicked right back out of the country and go back to the country she loves. And try, instead of trying to turn us into the country that she immigrated from. Amazing. I'm jumping all over the place right now. I just want to, I want to tell you this, though. Because she, she's basically, just so you know, Ilhan Omar does not differ in any way, shape, or form from Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just more polished. They feel the exact same way about Israel. The Biden administration hates Israel and loves Hamas. Here's the list. I've said this a couple times on the podcast. Pardon the redundancy. Biden cut from existence, eliminated from existence, the CIA's Iran watchdog group, terrorist watchdog group that Trump established uh, in, in 2019. Joe Biden cut it so there's no CIA watching Iranian terrorism at all. That was cut by Biden. Why would, why would Joe Biden cut the CIA's task force looking into Iranian terrorism from existence? Why would he eliminate it? Why, well, why would he eliminate that? Why would he eliminate that? that uh, task force. Why would he do that? If he didn't love Iran, why would you know that? Certainly he doesn't care about spending money. He's printed 50% of the currency that's currently in circulation right now, so he certainly doesn't care about wasting money. 
And he also gave $700 million to a UN Palestinian terrorist group, gave $100 million to, to Hamas two days ago, $6 billion to Iran, $400 billion under Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden, $400 billion was delivered to Iran in the middle of the night on pallets into Iranian airport. And the current Iranian envoy who's suspended is being suspended because he shared classified, allegedly shared classified information with Iran. So Joe Biden is Ilhan Omar. He's just, a, he's just hiding it a little bit better than she is. It's as simple as that. Got to show you this. Speaking of, speaking of Joe Biden, oversight committee video, James Comer breaking. We have found $200,000 in a direct payment to Joe Biden. Play it for me. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into the evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a, quote, loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Some immediate questions President Biden must answer for the American people. Does he have documents proving he lent such a large sum of money to his brother? And what were the terms of such financial agreement? Did he have similar financial agreements with other family members that led them to make similar large payments to him? And did he know that the same day James Biden wrote him a check for $200,000, James Biden had just received a loan for the exact same amount from business dealings with a company that was in financial distress and failing. The House Oversight Committee will soon announce our next investigative actions and continue to follow the money. The bank records don't end here. There's more to come. All right, so you have James and Sarah Biden, and they receive $600,000 from AmeriCorps. On the same day they receive $200,000 from AmeriCorps, they repay a loan to Joe Biden for $200,000. Now, what we have to ask is, what? Let, let's first of all, it's just like Joe Biden said that every time one of his kids turned fourteen, where did he take him to Dachau? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, took, he took them all to Dachau. <laughs> took them all to a concentration camp, right? <laughs> I want proof that every because he got three kids, all three of them, uh, Bo, Hunter, and Ashley, 
all of them, the moment they turned 14, went to Dachau. Do you, anybody believe that actually happened? Of course not. Of course it didn't happen. It's like all of his other lies. But I want to know, where's the evidence that Joe Biden loaned them $200,000? That should be easy to find. Every transaction that big is easy to find. So we ought, under SARS and everything else, so we ought to be able to find out where, where, when and where and for what did Joe Biden loan James and Sarah Biden $200,000. And then lo and behold, they, pay, they paid him back the exact same day. They received bribery money from AmeriCorps, a failing medical company that was looking to receive bailout money from Middle Eastern states, Middle Eastern countries, under the promises that James Biden could persuade have political influence on Joe Biden that they could get money from Middle Eastern states. But this is not bribery. Nothing to see here. Eric Swalwell actually put out, oh, wow, James Comer, he says a real mocking way, you know, fang, fang, Swalwell, puts out, oh, wow, we have found evidence that uh, James Biden paid his brother back alone. Okay, let's go deeper, Swalwell. Tell us exactly why it is that Joe Biden loaned James Biden, $200,000 for what? And then show us what he bought with it. Show us what he paid for it with. He's paying his house off with it, paying cars off with it, paying gambling debts off, maybe Hunter's hooker bill off with it. <laughs> Whatever it may be, there, there's evidence of what he used that $200,000 to pay back, right? He, if Joe Biden's loaning money to James Biden, $200,000, that money went somewhere and there'll be evidence of what he, was, what he needed that money for. So show it to us if that's the only thing that happened. So we now have direct evidence that Joe Biden received $200,000 from his brother, his brother after receiving that money from AmeriCorps, who is looking to have political influence using Joe Biden in Middle Eastern countries to try to finance their failing company. That's what happened. That's the truth, and that's just the way it is. All right, we'll go to the next one here. Joey, Joey Manorino tweet, just jumping all over the place right now. Breaking, where am I at? Did you just change it? Okay. I'll make sure I got that. Okay, we got that one. We got it. Where, did, I skip, did I skip one or did you mess it up? No, no, no. Joey Manorino. Oh, you're right, buddy. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Go, go marry. Go marry Millie. Uh, Will's right. I'm wrong. All right, here we go. I write and write. What happens is I write notes down on the upcoming slide, and then I forget that I'm on that slide and get rid of it. Breaking Biden released his so-called border security funding request. It includes $850 million for expansion of migrant pathways and refugee settlements to the U.S. from the Western Hemisphere, no, end the invasion and secure the border. So where Biden released his so-called border security, this is, now you would think that if it's a border security funding request that it would secure the border. What's it actually for? $850 million for expansion of migrant pathways. So to help migrants get into the country, <laughs> I guess you're going to weld more gates open. That's what, this is to secure the border by opening the border? Okay. <laughs> Well, and you just saw the video that I played with all of the pro Hamas people walking down in the middle of New York City, I'm assuming somewhere near Times Square, and refugee resettlement to the U.S. from the Western Hemisphere. So what Joe Biden's border security uh, request, his allotment of money that he's seeking, is for refugee resettlement camps inside of the United States of America and to, in the expansion of, Migrant pathway. So in other words, in other words, it make it easier for them to get in the country. That's his border security funding request. Just so you know. And again, that I, I can never think of every tactic 
It's all the same agenda. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyrants like Joe Biden, Klaus Schwab, Xi Jinping, and all the and Justin Trudeau, Gavin Newsom, and all the rest of the leftic, lunatic, asinine idiots that rule and reign around the world. That's their, that's their, that's their agenda. But there's many tactics to that agenda. One of those tactics is to flood first world countries with third world immigrants because those third world immigrants will be very easily globally governed because they have no heritage to connection to the first world country they're, they're immigrating into. That's the, that's the point of all this. It's on purpose. That's why when you, I mean, just think of it. I've told you this entire world is now inverted. You now have Joe Biden saying, I'm looking for a border security funding bill Border security means open borders and, re- and refugee resettlement camps inside of the country they're not supposed to be immigrating into illegally. That's, that's border security is now the opposite. Border security means border insecurity. Just like male now means female, female now means, means male. Safe and effective means unsafe and ineffective and ineffective. All right, now go to the next one for me. Well, Joey Joe Manorino. It has been confirmed that Biden did not take any Americans stranded in Israel back with him in Air Force One. The plane has 4,000 square feet of space. And again, I'll go over this again. Remember his plan. The only people getting anybody out of Israel right now is Ron DeSantis and Corey Mills, both in the state of Florida. Corey Mills, congressman out of the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis, governor of the state of Florida, sending supplies and airplanes over to Israel. Like, you're like, Tom, what are you talking about? It's because the, the news has its own agenda, which is to make Joe Biden look as good as they possibly can, which is almost an impossible task. But they try to do it because they're, again, just pushing forward on the agenda. The only people that are getting anybody out of it, there's Americans by the hundreds, maybe the thousands, stranded in Israel. They can't get out. Now, what did John Kirby tell them to do? Take a commercial flight. Uh, there were no commercial flights. That's, that's the Biden administration's approach. Take a commercial flight. You have two options under the Biden administration. Walk out or take a commercial flight when there are no commercial flights. That was it. He actually said that. From the podium, we had it. We played it. Yeah. That's what John Kirby said. Think about, you, you have to think. Again, there's only two possibilities when you're dealing with the Biden administration. They are either galactically inept or agenda-driven. That's it. That's all they, they're either galactically inept or completely evil. There's, that's all you have. They're stupid or evil. That's it. I'll make it really easy from now on. Stupid or evil. That's all. So when you're sitting there and you're telling Americans who are stranded in Israel, you have two options. Fly out using commercial flights that don't exist or walk into Syria or Jordan or Egypt, which you can't. You don't even have a passport for it. That's, what, that's, that's their approach. So you end up with Corey Mills having to do the exact same thing he had to do for the Biden administration back in 2021 with their Afghan debacle. Corey Mills had to fly over there along with other retired special forces operators and fly Americans out of there. We still have th- possibly thousands of Americans, bare minimum of hundreds of Americans, still stranded in Afghanistan. You ever hear anything about it from the State Department? You ever hear anything about it from the Goebbels, Pravda, Mockingbird media? No. Not a word. They're stranded Americans over there. And by the way, they're both Republicans and Democrats stranded over there. That's why you should never be a Democrat. They'll turn on you too. It's going to happen. So Biden's over there. He could jam a bunch of people. I thought he's for open borders. I thought he, I mean, again, all these people that are allegedly for open borders. I wonder why not, not one leftist ever offers up their home. They had a program inside of Boston where you could offer up your home because they're being overrun because Greg Abbott is sending them to these sanctuary cities who constantly vote for open borders. So here's your open border policies coming home to roost, you dum-dums. Here it is. But not one Bostonian, not one. 
volunteered up, not one of them, volunteered their colonial home up to one illegal migrant. Not one. They actually had, I don't know, it was the mayor or whatever it was, some state official, you, right there, like a podium just like this, saying we're, we're asking for Bostonians to, or, or Massachusetts citizens to open up their homes to illegal migrants. No, not one of them's doing it. Weird. Not one. Zero. I thought you were for open borders. So allegedly Joe Biden is, you know, for open borders and for welcoming people in, but he won't even take Americans on his 4,000 square foot plane. He can fit 20, 30, 40, 50 Americans on that plane. I mean, I believe it's a 747, a retrofitted 747. I wonder how many passengers actually fit on a 747. It's got to be five or 600, right? Yeah, I'm Something like that. Aaron, yeah. of course, looking up on it already. So, <laughs> I mean, he's got to be able to fit a couple hundred Americans on. These are Americans. Don't need to be vetted. They've already got their passports. No need. No background checks needed. They've already got their passports. Most of them, by the way, are Christian people that are over there taking Israeli tours. That's it. You couldn't put him on the plane with you, Joe? I thought you were full of compassion. I thought you were their humanitarian leftists, humanitarian liberals. No, they don't give a crap. It's the way that it is. All right, let's go to the next one. Where am I at? Michael P. Sanger. Today, auditors told Congress as much as $2.5 trillion of the $5 trillion the U.S. spent on COVID relief went to China <laughs> <laughs> and its allies through fraud. Uh, who said that? Um, right-wing pundits? No, that would be auditors. Told Congress. So this would be auditors hired by freaking Congress. So Congress, and by the way, Congress includes Republicans and Democrats, vaccine pimps, vaccine whores, and anti-vax people. All in the same, all in the same conglomeration of humanity. 435 people now floor have hired auditors, and they were told by, by the auditors, auditors told Congress as much as 2.5 trillion of the 5 trillion the U.S. spent on COVID relief went to China and its allies through fraud. That's enough to fund the entire Chinese military for eight years. Keep that in mind when you hear how great our COVID response was. And just to bring out the, the whole numbers, remember this. Of the $7 trillion, numbers were a little off there, said $5 trillion, $7 trillion spent on COVID, 6.3 of that $7 trillion was spent on things that had nothing to do with medicine. Nothing to do with a medical response. Nothing. So out of $7 trillion, only $7 billion or $700 billion was spent on actual COVID relief. You want to, because there was, I hate to even use their terms because there's no need to be relieved from a 99.9% survival virus. There's no money need to be spent at all. You don't want to go out of your house? Stay at home, dumb dumb. Stay at home. Do yourself quarantine, just like the goof, goof sticks dinner around where I'm living right here. You got a great governor who tells you you don't have to quarantine yourself. You're so stupid, you go home and quarantine yourself anyway. Tom, that doesn't sound, you're not being nice. You're not being very pastoral. That's because you don't read the Bible and you have no idea what Christianity really is. You think me calling somebody stupid is not Christian. It's absolutely Christian. You just never read any of Jesus' response to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. You never, never read any of his responses to them. So you believe calling somebody an asinine idiot is wrong when Jesus called them sons of hell and whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. If no, twice as much a son of hell as yourselves is the exact quote out of Matthew 23, 15. So there you go. But I just wanted to tell you that. So just keep in mind that out of the $7 trillion spent on COVID, 
700 billion was actually spent on COVID. The rest of it went to Democrats and their and their various policy initiatives, green initiatives, and and then another 2.5 trillion went to China. Why you know you ever wonder why it is? Why it is that everything benefits China? We leave Afghanistan, which is bordered by, can anybody guess? China. China. We <laughs> left. We left Bagram Air Force Base, one of the most strategically powerful Air Force bases on the planet, which Donald Trump had said, yeah, we're going to leave Afghanistan, but we're keeping Bagram, just like we kept Gu- Guantanamo Bay. So we're going to keep Bagram. But we just left and made the PLA, which is, you have the PLA in China, the People's Liberation Army. And now, strangely, just a few months after we desert Afghanistan, leaving Americans there, leaving women there to be raped and killed that were our allies, leaving interpreters there and our allies there to be raped and killed and their heads cut off, our allies' children are 12 years old being forced to marry 50-year-old Muslim men. That all gets, that's all gets done by the Biden administration. And, and you know the mineral deposits there for all these lithium batteries that everybody wants, guess who has a whole crap ton of those minerals? Um, that would be Afghan. And now who owns all those mineral rights? That would be China. Who's now buddy, buddy. A few months, you have the Chinese army, it's called the People's Liberation Army. A few months after we leave, the Taliban no longer call their army the Taliban army, they call their army the People's Liberation Army. After they gain $86 billion worth of high-tech military equipment from the United States of America, the Joe Biden just leaves it on the ground. Who leaves it on the ground? Who evacuates your military first and your citizenry second? Who does that? They're either evil or galactically stupid. That's it. Those are your only two choices when you're dealing with Joe Biden and his administration and everybody who votes for them, including anybody who calls themselves Christian. You're either evil or galactically stupid. That's it. Those are your only two choices. There is no C. You just always have to wonder, why is it everything under the Biden administration Benefits China. $2.5 billion spent by Joe Biden went to China fraudulently and was used by China fraudulently. Now we have $86 billion, 26th largest army on the planet is now the Taliban, which is called the PLA, because of the $86 billion worth of high-tech American military equipment left on the ground in Afghanistan, which makes absolutely no sense. Got a military base, the Chinese military base. Now, remember this, what I'm asking here is, why does everything benefit China? Now we have a military base in Cuba, which is basically the equivalent, a Chinese military base in Cuba, which is basically the equivalent of a, of a high-powered aircraft carrier sitting right there in Cuba, 90 miles off the coast of Florida. We have that going on. Then we have our F-35 that just disappears in South Carolina, disappears because the pilot ejects because it's drizzling outside. And they, have no, they show us the crash site and all that there is a bunch of burned grass, no fuselage, no metal, nothing. Strange, isn't it? When it is well within the flight range of that F-35 to fly directly to Cuba. Why would this be? Why would this be going on? Why did we never sue China? We allegedly lost $7 trillion because they let COVID out of a lab, right? Why, is that, why have they never been sued? Anybody ask that question? Why is Angela Merkel, when she was the chancellor of Germany, why does she never sue China? Why doesn't Justin Trudeau? Why doesn't Gavin Newsom? Why doesn't Joe Biden? Why didn't Scott Morrison or Jacinda Ardern? Because they're all in on it with China. They all funded it with China. 
They all planned for it in Event 201 in October of 2019 with China and with China there, with China CDC at Event 201. Pull it up. It's on YouTube still. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. Holy moly, we only got 13 minutes left? Yep. Who the heck is wasting <laughs> all this time? By the way, I... Uh, Aaron, put yourself on. Yeah, I, talk. I looked up uh, the how many... People can be on Air Force One. Mm. You could fit 480 people. 480 people could have fit on Air Force One. We could have basically cleared it out. Yeah. Joe Biden decided just to leave Americans there. Could have put it. You could have put. Let's cut that in half. Say you know because you, you got Joe Biden's bedroom in the back and all right, that. He's got to right. take a shower and he's got his applesauce, you know, uh, <laughs> closet back there and everything else. So, so I mean, why 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 does he favor China so much? Because he's been ex- being extorted by China, same way he's being extorted by Volodymyr Zelensky. Not going there and fighting for freedom. How do you go fight in freedom for a country? That's an authoritarian dictatorship. I'm talking about Ukraine. Because he's being extorted. Volodymyr Zelensky has the Bravat Bank records. He has the records of Metabiota, a bioweapons lab that funded the Wuhan, Institution, Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. Metabiota did, funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Part, Metabiota, Metabiota was partially owned by Hunter Biden. He has the Burisma records. He has, the, he has the audio tapes of Joe and Hunter Biden being bribed by the Burisma CEO. He has it. That's why there's never an investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There's never an investigation. There's no lawsuit. Could be, there could be a lawsuit that you could file at The Hague against China to receive money from them. To receive payment from China, from all the damn... Why is nobody doing it? Because all of these alleged global leaders are full of compassion. Together alone. Alone together. We're in this together. Get vaccinated 27 times. They're all in on it. They're all a bunch of demonic people trying to leverage you into them controlling you. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Why is the church not preaching this? You cannot be the Second Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining of the Antichrist spirit and be complying with the Antichrist spirit at the same time, putting on your mask, staying six feet apart, buying your electric vehicles, buying into the transgender uh, radical agenda, the homosexual radical agenda. How many preachers now in America, how many preachers now in America are embracing homosexuality? And they, you, they, they're so ambiguous with it. You know, like Andy Stanley saying, we don't, I know about the clobber verses, but we're here to love them. Love them by not telling them that they're sinning. How are you loving somebody by not telling them that they're sinning? How do you do that? He that saith unto the wicked, thou art righteous. Him shall the people curse. Nations shall abhor him. Proverbs 24, 24. And that's the preachers that are calling people that are wicked righteous. Yet you cannot call people righteous. If they are living a homosexual lifestyle, just like you can't call people righteous who are lying and living in unrepentant lies or fornication or lust or any other sin you may, whatever whatever sin you want to name. If they're living in it and you're telling them that they're righteous, he that saith unto the wicked, thou art righteous, him shall the people curse, nations shall abhor him. And if you're somebody that actually listens to those, A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Another proverb. You shouldn't be sitting under people like that either. 
You need to be sitting under people that will speak the truth to you. How I got off on that, I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Go to the next one for me. Here's one, Julie Kelly. First, another first. I've said this over the last 43 months and 15 days flatten the curve. I've said this 500 times. Never seen this before. Never seen this before either. I was wrong on this one. Shutkin temporarily stays her own gag order. Shutkin puts a gag order. This is Jack Smith's case against, criminal case against Donald Trump for the insurrection. I don't remember what all the charges. There's 91 felony counts against Donald Trump under four different indictments. I don't even know all his charges here. I can't remember them anymore. But this is basically for the insurrection stuff. And she puts a gag order on Donald Trump and then stays her own gag order because it's unconstitutional. (laughs) Whoops. It's unbelievable. You're like, this is a judge? Yeah, this is a judge who is sending one six protesters to prison for decades. This is a judge sending people to prison when the prosecutors didn't even request prison, prison time. Because John uh, Tanya Shutkin is a, pro, is a political activist, which goes back right to Derek Chauvin at the beginning of the show. You, don't, you cannot have political activists sitting as judges, sitting as prosecutors, sitting as defense attorneys. You cannot have anything political involved into, in the criminal justice system. Donald Trump either is guilty of insurrection or he's not, which we all know he's not. He didn't say one, how did he instigate any insurrection? How did he instigate an insurrection by telling him not to do an insurrection? Because it's an inverted world. Now, Donald Trump telling them, don't make sure that you peacefully and patriotically protest is now an insurrection. The world is inverted. I got to show you this. Texas Lindsay video going to vaccines now. Breaking member of parliament in New Zealand. This is a woman by the name of Liz Gunn. Talks about this. I told you now, it's coming out. It's coming out. Why is it coming out? Because we prayed that it would come out. I pray it again right now. Pray this with me. Lord, expose all the demonic activity under vaccines, under COVID, under Ukraine, under China, under ESG, under DEI, under transgender, under the entire globalist one world agenda. Expose them, Lord. Expose them, Lord. Bring them to justice, Lord. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray and receive. And here it is, it's coming out right here. It's a parliament member from New Zealand. Play for me, Will. Well, we have now come to an undisclosed location with a New Zealand clinician mathematician who is very experienced in statistical analysis. That person has with us reviewed the data and confirms our position that it is damning. The figures show that there are tens of thousands of deaths linked to the jabs. And this is just one of the sites recording this type of information in New Zealand. We don't know how many further databases like this are in the country. So it follows that as the deaths are usually less than the numbers of side effects, then the extrapolation of the numbers of injured and dead Kiwis starts to become frankly eye-watering. We saw in the data that there are many clusters of deaths, people who attended the same jab site and were jabbed one after the other at consecutive times on the same day. We saw their jab date. We saw their date of death. Let me give you just one of many examples. On one day, 30 people were jabbed on the same day at the same location. All are now deceased. 
and their deaths are in close temporal time proximity to each other. That's that's the there's so much more to that video. I may show you more of that video on Tuesday. It's fantastic, but I just wanted to elaborate on the one thing that she said. They went to an individual site because, once again, this was a DOD op. I don't have time to get into it. Nobody was measuring the amount of nanolipid particles. If you're wondering why, some people got vaccinated and are perfectly fine, and why some people got vaccinated and died that day, and there are many people that died the same day they got vaccinated. Many, many thousands, many, many tens of thousands died the exact same day they got vaccinated. Nobody cares. Nobody's revealing it because if you reveal it, then you're violating the globalist narrative. You can't do that if you're Pravda Goebbels Media. But in this one study right here, 30 people all went to the same clinic and all 30 were dead in approximately the same few days afterwards. 30 out of 30 because nobody was monitoring the amount of nanolipid spike producing particles inside of each vial. So if you went to a clinic that had major dirty vials, and what I mean by that is they're not dirty in that they were trying to get rid of these vials. They didn't care how many nanolipid particles. So if you went to a clinic that was putting, that had uh, vials of vaccine that had lots and lots of nanolipid particles in it, then a lot of people drop dead. And other people who didn't get that many nanolipid particles are walking around supposedly perfectly fine. And even if they hate me, I hope they are perfectly fine. And that's why we, I showed you the video out of Australia. She's from New Zealand, but this is out of Australia, where you have the Pfizer executives at a parliamentary hearing in Australia where they were asked, why is it that you brought in your own vials of vaccine? They had the vials they sent to the public and then they had their own vials brought in that they injected into themselves. Why exactly would they, why wouldn't they just go to the same clinic? If you're a Pfizer employee or Pfizer executive inside of Australia, why wouldn't you go to the same exact vaccine clinic as everybody else? Why would you bring in your own vials of vaccine? Because they knew, they knew they were killing people. They knew they were. It's all coming out now. There's, I'm not going to have time to get to it tonight. I'm looking through, Steve Kirsch put out tweets today. And I may, have, I may try to jump to, go to that next one for me. Let me show you this. Breaking, new study shows that the higher a country's COVID vaccination rate, the higher excess does. So here you go. Let's just go through the list here. Only 31% of the population was vaccinated in Bulgaria and their excess death rate went down 10%. Uh, only 57% of the uh, of the Polish popula population was vaccinated. Their excess death rate went down 1%. Uh, 74% of the Sweden population was vaccinated. Their excess death rate went up 1.1%. 78% in Germany, their excess death rate is now at 8%. 79% of the English population was vaccinated. They are now having a 1 in 200 year event, 10% excess death rate. Inside of New Zealand, 80, 83% vaccinated, 14% increase in excess deaths. 85% of the Australian population was vaccinated, it was really 96%. Their, their excess death rate is now 16.5%. Remember, according to Edward Dowd, former BlackRock executive and statistical genius, a 10% increase in excess death is a one and 200 year event, mainly like a Holocaust slash World War II event. In the United States, 81% of the population was vaccinated. That's why we have a 17% increase in excess death. Hey, hey, go to uh, go to the Steve Kerr stuff for me. We will see if you can skip that. It's go there. You go, perfect. Breaking. You can now sue 
mRNA COVID vaccine manufacturers for damages, for damages, sue COVID vaccine manufacturers for damages, and the FDA is required to take the COVID vaccines off the market. Why? Alteration. What is the definition of alteration? The action of something, of making something poorer in quality by the addition of another substance. For alteration, the plasmid bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to regulatory authorities. So either the FDA knew that they were in there, these uh, plasmic bioactive contaminants, either the FDA knew they were in there and said nothing, said nothing, or they weren't told as you had the FDA and the CDC come out and pimp and whore these vaccines as safe and effective. Plasmic bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to regulatory authorities. It's considered considered alteration. Alteration. That's right, right? Yeah, alteration. I just got off the phone. Whatever, I'll skip that part. What is plasmic? uh, What is is this plasmic plasmic bioactive contaminant sequences? We will go over that on Tuesday night. Go to the, yeah, put those up. People who donated tonight, love you guys. Nude Monk, thank you. Cash Flow King, thank you. Praise Holler, thank you guys for donating to the podcast. Love you guys. Really appreciate you back here. Love everybody watching. 569 people watch. You've watched it on other, any other platform, but Rumble, switch over to it. Back here Tuesday night, 8.30. God bless you. Christians who are in these churches, these fake churches that don't preach the word of God, they think persecution means you're wrong. But what does the Word of God say in Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12? Blessed are you when people persecute you. Blessed are you when people speak evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 